Hello and welcome to Second Cherry, almost a Eurovision podcast. I'm Monty. And I'm Matt. Hello, how are we all? I'm good, how are you? I'm very good, thanks, yes. So this is, what, episode six now? Yes, it is. Oh, gosh, we're rattling through these, aren't we? We are. Are you bored yet? No. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> Not as bored as our no. listeners are, I'm sure. <laughs> no. uh, thank you for staying with us, uh, dear listener. Z in the plural. We know there's more than one of you. In fact, um, we've had some some correspondence, haven't we? Yes. We've had a we've had a letter. It's from a Mrs. Trellis of North Wales. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I said, didn't I? Write in and we'll read it out. And yeah. So who have we had a letter from? Well, Monty. But it's not really a letter, is it? Well, it's I know. A bit new, more, more newfangled <laughs> than a letter. Well, so first we had an email from Bob. Um, Hello, Bob. Hey, Bob. I think we know him in real life, or you do. I know Bob in real life, yes. But that's all the same, we like it. So, email says, Hi Matt and Monty, absolutely loving the podcasts. I am so impressed with your knowledge and wit. Mm. Well, flattery will get you everywhere, Bob. Absolutely. I quite like being smarty pants. <laughs> <laughs> knowledge and wit. Anyway, uh, I am posting my praise about the latest Iceland podcast, mm-hmm. which again, was top notch. Top notch, eh? Was it the first time you've ever been called top notch? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Great to hear this podcast was from Second Cherry Towers. But was it me or was it the echoey uh, than pre- previous episodes? Or was it just me listening through the post-Pride brain fog? Well, it may have been that as Both. well. But yeah, there is a, we have had a bit of an echo. Um, if you could see our setup now, we've got a, a clothes horse with a towel on it trying to deflect the noise. Because my new flat, which is where we're recording, is uh, is well, it's, it's still a bit Spartan, I think, at the moment. And it's a London 2012 foot towel there as well. So our second... Well, thank you, Bob. Thank you yeah. for your kind words. Thank you. And also on social media, you've been posting as well, mate, and that's... Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of like really nice to see. Hashtag stalker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, we love you, Bob. Thank you for your kind words. <laughs> so then we've had an, another email. Another email. Another email. Goodness me. So this is from David, entitled Episode 2 Dash Great Show! Exclamation mark. Fabulous. <laughs> hey, chaps. Just wanted to pass a message on to say how much I enjoyed Episode 2. I was apprehensive about revisiting You Decide, but I thoroughly agree with you both. I especially like the point you made about why Michael didn't get points. This has been my argument against the people who say we didn't get votes because no one likes us. Absolutely, David. Um, If I was hearing that song for the first time, then I'm not sure I would have necessarily put it in my top 10. I think if the jury gave points to each song, similar to 1971 to 1973, then we may have done better, as it's a decent song, but not going to necessarily grab people's attention. I also thoroughly agree with Matt. I actually love the song, but can't stand his performance on either You Decide or the contest itself. Looking forward to next week. Smiley face. Thanks, chaps. You cheer up my Monday morning. Oh, that's nice. Thank you, David. Thank you. Uh, Harking back to uh, a voting system of yesteryear, (laughs) quite a long way away. That's uh, nostalgia. Nostalgia isn't what it used to be, you know. It may not be the same if we applied those rules now. But yeah, I think you make a very good point there. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, I'm very pleased to see you agreeing with us. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. We like it when people agree with us. Absolutely. Although, if you don't agree with us, write in, tell us. Yeah, but write in more if you do agree with us. <laughs> yeah, we're not precious, but we're a little bit fragile. Where can they write in, Matt? 
hello at secondcherry.vision yes that's right hello at secondcherry.vision drop us a little missive into our boxes and we'll, uh, we'll happily uh, read as many out as we can it's, it's lovely to get the feedback and thank you to everybody who's been responding on social media yeah. which is our twitter is at secondcherry that's right me on the test uh, uh, Instagram yes. is second underscore cherry that's right and on Facebook you can search for us but we are second cherry podcast marvellous there's lots of ways to get in touch and uh, tell us how much you like us <laughs> or, or shut up yeah <laughs> basically <laughs> so thank you so we're going to kick off this episode and uh, we we forgot to say which episode this was well I actually had something else to say Monty. oh do you yeah oh. again not to blow our own trumpet Go on, please. And actually, this is, I'm still very dubious about all of this. I am a creature from the 80s, so this whole online stuff is a bit new to me still, really. But apparently our podcast has charted. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know. There is no official chart, so this is all a bit iffy. This but is official enough for I, me. I tell you what, <laughs> we have been in the Spotify podcast charts for music podcasts. We were 39. We peaked at 39 in Iceland. We peaked at 39 in Iceland. (laughs) (laughs) And we peaked at 69 in Greece. Well. So I don't know how many people would have had to listen to it to make it 69 in Greece, but I'm happy with that. Let's say 69. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) And then an Apple podcast, we we peaked um, 46 in Great Britain. Wow. Great Britain or the United Kingdom? Great Britain. Great Britain. Oh. oh. That's, their, that's their terminology. And then 14, that's one four, 14 in Sweden. 14. My God, we nearly made the top 10 in Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I don't know how official that is, but we're going to bloody well take that. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And actually, while I remember, we've also had listeners from far afield. Where was the strangest place? Oh. No, I don't mean strange, but where was the most unexpected place? No, but when you've got a Eurovision podcast, you don't expect listeners in the island of Reunion Reunion or Reunion I don't, I don't know, know. it's French, French. Yeah. French. Yeah. <laughs> right in it tell us how you say it yeah, <laughs> yeah that's so weird absolutely I just we're, love um, that we're and getting like, ourselves a bear aren't yeah. we well, I don't know international international fandom <laughs> I call it fandom you listen to a podcast that's fandom to absolutely me. <laughs> absolutely they love us they love us <laughs> anyway we are um, have you finished blowing? I have no. finished yeah. now over <laughs> to the real stuff that really matters go on <laughs> so having blown our own trumpets um, um, going over to I've got the giggles now we're going over to this week's episode now we didn't say who we were going to choose um, but we've chosen oh yeah who have we chosen we have chosen Estonia. That's right. We're choosing Estonia to have a look at. So, the Estonian final this year, there was two semi-finals, just days apart, actually, on the 31st of January and the 2nd of February. They came to us from the uh, grand delights of the University of Tartu Sports Hall. Of course. Uh, no expense spent on the budget there. But the final, the final on the 16th of February, was actually quite big business. It mm. came from a former Eurovision venue. Came from the Sakusoa Hall. Nice. Yes, which is where Estonia held Eurovision um, after they won in 2001. <laughs> and 2002 they hosted. Fact check, fact yeah, check. Fact check, fact check, yes, indeed. Clicky, clicky, fact check. <laughs> fact check, fact check, yes. Uh, Wikipedia has not disappointed me. So, Estonia. Well, actually, I think, you know, Estonia had quite a good history. 
a little bit what we were discussing with Croatia last time. I think uh, Estonia had some very good songs in sort of the late 90s. Um, and they were kind of bubbling under that win. So they had Kieleki Hell by Maria Lis Ilus and Ivo Lina, which was like pairing a teenage singer with her granddad. It was a quite a strange lineup, but it worked as a song. Uh, and then Maria Lis came back the following year with Kela Tudma, which was a very, very lovely song. And we had other songs. We had um, Diamond of Night by Evelyn Samuel in 1999. I, came, um, I think that came fifth. Um, sixth. Sixth. I knew it was up there somewhere. Uh, Maria Lis Ilus and Evelina were fifth in 19. 19- 96. And uh, we had Ines singing Once in a Lifetime in 2000 when the contest was held in Stockholm. And everybody thought that was going to do very well. It didn't quite win, but it uh, got a top four. Fourth is good, though. Fourth is very good, actually. Yeah. And God, what would the UK give for oh fourth God. these days? I'd take fourth. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, it, it was the very next year that Estonia won. And it was a a bit of a surprise win, really, because I don't think anybody expected everybody by Tanel Pada. Dave Benton and 2XL <laughs> to take the crown um, above some of the uh, the more um, obvious favourites that year. But when it did, and uh, we were off to Estonia the following year. Yeah. But, but about that, though, that winner, there was, if off the top of my head, there was some, three records that were broken on that winning. So, first of all, Estonia winning was the first ex-Soviet country to win Eurovision. Oh. The second record was... Dave Benton is the oldest winner, I think at the time, I don't know if he still is, I think he's still the oldest winner of Eurovision. And the third record was a a first black winner. Yes. Was he older than the Olsen brothers in Denmark? He... uh, I don't know, that's something we'd have to have a look up. I know that that was at the time, maybe not now, so he must have been. He would still be younger or older than them. In the same proportion. Yeah, but when they win. So, <laughs> oh, he, so, so they were 2000, weren't they? I see, yes. Yeah, yes. so he must have been older. Yeah. 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 That's something for us to fact check. Yeah. <laughs> How, we, we research our podcast, as you can tell. As you can No, but that's, no, that is definitely, no, there were three records. <laughs> I remember that because I wrote a thing on it last year. So three records are broken. Oh, fabulous. Yeah. And we've had some really good songs since then. So we had, uh, uh, they did uh, really well in 2009 with Randayad by um, Urban, Symph- Urban Symphony. A uh, little opt Lepland was in there with his yeah. cooler. And um, I think, for me, one of the best songs ever to be in the contest uh, was from Estonia, and that was uh, Goodbye to Yesterday by uh. um, Elena Bourne in Stigresta. I, I absolutely loved the mood yeah. of that piece. I mean, she cried in the final. That, yes. That, that single tip, I was like, yes, you've nailed it, girl. Yeah, they staged it so well. Yeah. And that was like, that video was dark. Yeah. It really was. It was in, it, we also had the um, Norwegian, uh, Moland and Deborah Scarlett, I think, the same year, wasn't it? Yeah. It so we had two, yeah. two dark, quite dark songs together. Um, but they've had some downs, it's fair to say. Um, oh, they wow. had a, a run of non-qualifications, particularly between 2004 and 2008, where they failed to qualify five times in a row. Um, in fact, it was um, Urban Symphony with Randayad uh, coming back, which uh, changed their fortunes around. But it's been a bit up and down since there. I think it's um, mm. fair to say for Estonia. And of course, there's one song that I think took a lot of Eurovision fans by surprise by its failure to qualify in recent years yes. from Estonia. Yeah. 
Do you want to tell us what that one is? Verona. Verona, yes. Lost in Verona. Coit Tume and uh, Laura. Laura. And, uh, I mean, it's become a classic, really, a Eurovision classic. It's a schlager number, and we know schlager's days are, are numbered at Eurovision. Yeah. Um, although, having said that, we had Kano this year, which was a, you know, a schlager-esque song. Yeah. Uh, storming the, uh, the, the televote. Um, but it was a bit of a surprise. Actually, there's a really good episode of another podcast called Unflopped. Uh, if the Unflopped guys are listening, how fabulous and hello. Um, and uh, if you haven't heard that, they did a Eurovision special um, a couple of months ago um, where Estonia's uh, Verona and Ukraine's Siren Song by Marov were pitted against each other as uh, Eurovision gems that were not hits in mm. the end for various reasons uh, well worth having a listen to that episode um, and actually subscribing to their podcast because absolutely. it's a very good podcast it's very good indeed isn't it yeah. yes so this year who did we have for Estonia oh this year we had Victor yeah. Kroner Victor Kroner with yes. his song Storm yes yeah good song worthy mm-hmm. winner of Istilau 2019 seemed to divide opinion I thought mm. Some people thought it was a really good melodic song. Some people thought it was a bit derivative. It was derivative, I think. Mm. But still, I think it was good. Apart from a crazy five minutes over in Tel Aviv, I think there was some kind of opinion where he might win. I think it was pretty much everyone knew it wasn't going to do anything. Yeah, he hit 20th, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, to correct ourselves in the previous episode, I think we said Lithuania had their... The camera went a bit awry... Actually, I it, said that, yes. That's yeah, one of it, my mistakes. It was, it wasn't. It was Estonia. Estonia. Yes. Was, yeah. But thank, no, thank you for bringing that that's up. That's all right. I've been living with that error. <laughs> it's off our chest since. now. Well, you know. So Victor was the one who went to Estonia. But we've got a whole host of songs that we think deserve a second listen. We've got and a lot. One of these is going to become our second cherry for Estonia. So this year in Estonia, we saw three returning artists who had previously been the Estonian representative at Eurovision. And the first song we're going to listen to features two of them who've teamed up together. So it's a a song by the swingers, Tanya and Birgit. And Tanya was the Estonian entrant in 2014, and Birgit was the Estonian entry in 2013. Uh, And their song is called High Heels in the Neighbourhood. So that's the swingers there. So, um, Matt, uh, are you a swinger? Uh, yeah, yeah, I am. I like that. I did like it. Now, here's the thing. Is it Eurovision? Probably not. Oh, what is Eurovision? Well, no, but, um, well, actually, actually, let me, so let me, let me reel that back. Would it do well at Eurovision? Not, not is this Eurovision? Everything's Eurovision. You can send anything to Eurovision. But would this do well at Eurovision? No. That said, it is fun. Mm. Their 
very, very competent, as you would imagine. Their harmonies were tight. That's not an easy song to mm-hmm. sing. And they nailed it. I don't think there was a bum note in that whole performance, mm-hmm. live performance, on stage, bigger arena. Great. I loved it. Just, yeah, no wow factor. It wasn't amazing, which is what Tanya's song was <laughs> in 2014. And actually, we know from her performance of that, which was a lot of complicated choreography, that she does have the stage presence and she does have the ability to perform a song. And I think that the two of them together here, their, um, their stage presence certainly showed. It's not my taste of song, I have to say, and I felt that it had a lot of components and it didn't quite add up to the sum of its parts. Yeah. Um, and I think it was uh, it was right that it wasn't uh, chosen to go to, to Eurovision. But it was a nice little fun number to watch in the national final. And I think it's it's something about East Lao in 2019 that I've only just put my finger on now that we are sort of reviewing it retrospectively mm-hmm. in that, and we'll come on to this, we're going to talk about the songs, but it's almost as if it was a really good, strong national final with songs that on the record... I listened to I still have a few of these songs on my playlist but nothing that was outstanding from a Eurovision perspective but still some really good songs that I listen to now so it's kind of like yeah a great show great locally I suppose Mm. and for the artists and we spoke about that before on the podcast great locally but just not great for Eurovision well, I like this sort of sense that it's a, a local show for, for local people. It's, uh, it, 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 there's something about the way that Estilal has established itself as part of the Estonian culture, I think. It feels as though it's more embedded in the a local music scene. It's giving local uh, artists and new artists a chance to come through. So it's not quite on the scale of something like Melody Festival and but it is something which is there as an established part of the Estonian cultural, this sort of the annual cultural cycle. Yeah. And it's there and it's a platform for, for people to have their new material showcased. And that's really important because trying to do Eurovision, in inverted commas, trying to do that is never going to really reward the results that you want. No, you, know, you can As the UK knows, you, you can't try and do Eurovision. So this is the only way you mm-hmm. can really do it. And also, talking about the culture... Just a mention about the postcards, the weird little cartoons at East Dillon. Oh, yes. If anyone has a chance to look them up on YouTube. Now, I have an Estonian friend who tells me they're a little bit problematic. They were kind of a little bit homophobic and racist, but kind of in a point in fun at the racism and at the homophobia. I think that's what it is. It's hard to sort of tell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not out and out. It's hard humour to pull off, isn't it? Yeah. Got to land it just right. As cartoons and to... these old grannies with these floppy sausage tits, I suppose. <laughs> really, it's really like, I don't know, not, it's not off kilter with the whole show. It's a family show. I'm laughing not at that definition. I'm laughing because that if you see the, the cartoons, that definition is so accurate. Yeah, they're sausage tits. <laughs> you have to have a look. Estilao has its own YouTube channel, so you can uh, you can go and watch all of these songs actually there and uh, see the little cartoons that we, we, we mentioned there as well. So moving on to a second artist who was coming back for another go, um, who'd been to Eurovision, and we've got Sandra Normsalo with her song, Sue Vidi Poo. Which is the Tree of Wishes. The Tree of Wishes. Let's have a listen. Mm-hmm. 
Well, this gets my cherry juices flowing. I think this is <laughs> this is very nice. There's something really lovely about this song. I remember Sandra the first time around. She's got a very striking and um, visual image. The way she has her hair cut. Um, she's very commanding on stage, and she's got such a, a unique voice. I think it's a really lovely voice to listen to. It's quite a gentle song. It's quite fragile, and there's some lovely visuals going on that with the sort of the tree. It's not quite the big scale like Jamala did her tree bursting out. Yeah, it's um, not a Jamala it's tree. A, it's but... a, it's something like that on mm. the screen, which you know for the for the local budget in Estilal, it's uh, it's quite nice to see something like that. Yeah, there is a traditional feel here, almost like you don't have to understand culture of Estonia. You don't have to understand and where it comes from you just feel that tradition kind mm-hmm. of like coming through and actually I thought it's quite a well produced sound like the actual track mm. that she was singing to it's really well produced um, again I never skip this on the playlist it's kind mm-hmm. of like really strong song I really like it mm. so um, maybe that's in with a chance yeah former entry of 2009 as well yes did we say that so, yeah. yes I did so she yeah. came uh, was it six that she came that year did we say um, it was uh, such a, a strong song and it was again it was that song that really revived their fortunes a little bit after having five years of their non-qualification yeah so that's Sandra moving on we are going to quickly mention there were two Ingers two Ingers Inga, slightly Inga. different Inga and Inga uh, and we're going to have a quick listen to the first Inga um, who was in a group called Lumavev featuring Inga and singing a song called Milina Paev That's Milinapayev. Milinapayev, we've looked it up and it means, oh, what a day. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Milinapayev. <laughs> We're actually recording this on the day that the United Kingdom's got a new Prime Minister and we've been watching some of the uh, unexpected appointments to the uh, cabinet positions. So we could maybe say, oh, Milinapayev. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I mean, it's to just describe like today. the hottest day of the year, like literally. I don't want to like. <laughs> Don't want to be too dramatic, but Boris Johnson has been made Prime Minister and literally the hell mouth has opened up. It's Absolutely. so hot. Yes. <laughs> but we're an apolitical podcast yes. here. <laughs> yeah, like we're going to get away with that. Yeah. Um, so, Mirena Paev by uh, Lumavev featuring Inga. I, I like this. It's a nice little pop song, actually. Yeah, she performed it well. She yeah. knows how to perform. I mean, Absolutely. She, she had to look down the camera. She had to move about the stage engaging mm-hmm. I've put down here in my notes and um, the song has a bit of flavour about it I'm not sure about the branded clothing she has these little thin braces mm-hmm. which have her name on it and, and a big waistband uh, waistband <laughs> yeah, like in case you didn't get the braces <laughs> and uh, just dangerous levels of camel toe going on I think you put it down <laughs> but you know perform actually I'd like to see her come back yes it's quite a get up uh, that she's wearing so do have a look on the uh, on the Estilal um, <laughs> YouTube site and you can see that so the other Inga was uh, quite different actually this was Inga I-N-G-E-R as opposed to I-N-G-A the previous Inga and Inga's song was called Coming Home 
So what do you make of uh, Coming Home? This was, for a while, when the songs were first released, my favourite. Yeah? Yeah, I loved this. The I think I saw the video first and thought, oh, I'm not sure on the video. Mm-hmm. Just walking down the street playing a guitar. Mm-hmm. But um, the, on the record, this is really, yeah, it really touched me. I can't, I can't work out why, because there's parts of the vocal which are a little bit contrived, mm-hmm. but I don't mind that. When you say contrived... The affliction, I suppose, <laughs> that is put onto the voice. I've got in my notes that it, the voice at times turns into a bit of a foghorn. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like a kind of braying yeah. noise that comes out. And Inga is a very slight artist. Yeah. Um, it's uh, You don't really think that their voice is going to turn into this <laughs> sort of yeah. slightly braying, slightly echoey um, sound coming out of it, which is a little bit off-putting for me. I, I quite like the song. It was quite sort of a gentle, lilting song, but there is this sort of vocal... I'm hesitating to use the word affliction. Well, there's a style, it's a stylistic choice mm. to end a phrase with like a... I don't know, there'll be a technical term for it, but like it's kind of... It's the way it resonates in the mouth, like a... <laughs> I was hoping you were going to yeah. it. <laughs> I knew you were waiting for that, weren't you? <laughs> the live performance probably shows up more than the mm. record does, but I, this is my most listened to track from Eastie Lau and one of my most listened tracks across the whole national final season, mm. pre-Eurovision, actually. Just loved it, yeah. Mm. So the um, the second and third places in Estela were both taken up by male artists. To be honest, I thought both of their songs were a bit bland. We're not even going to place them. No. Because neither of them went anywhere. I've got Ernest Boy at Piano from <laughs> Stefan uh, singing Without You. And I think if, you know, if that had been put up against, uh, you know, Duncan... Uh, from the Netherlands. You know, it's a very similar setup in terms of boy and a piano, but Duncan just, you know, blew this out of the water, really. But, but, um, but we did say this. When we, when me and you watched this back, we said, you know, we don't like it when there's no attempt made to try something new or different or to be the best version of itself. That actually, this Stefan guy, he was, it was actually, they tried something. They tried to do, they tried, they had an idea and they were trying to execute it. Um, so you got to give them credit for that. But it, in terms of the quality of the song, it was never going to stand up, was it? Maybe you're just more generous than I am. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I want to mention one act that got through to the final, purely because of the name of the act, actually. It was an act called Extra, um, with just an X, uh, like ESE Extra is, is spelt, actually. Uh, Extra Basic and Emily J. <laughs> and Do you know, it just, it just amused me. <laughs> really. You should have seen our... Uh, at ESE Extra, we have our news chat, and all the people that write for the website... Yeah. And you should just see when it got announced and we were like, we need to get in with them. And we were like, we're having a bit of a laugh. But actually, they were like liking some of our social media posts mm. and sharing. And we kind of had this weird link where we sort of championed them really weirdly. And they sort of jumped on it. It was, like, it was really nice to see.
see because they saw the benefit of hey someone's championing us you know when someone in the family it was fun but I just like the juxtaposition of extra and basic yeah it just it really appealed to me <laughs> so we've uh, one more song that we want to highlight for you and this is a song that didn't make it through to the final it um, was um, it was cast out in the in the semi-final it was in semi-final two and it's a song cut by uh, Kaya Tam and it's called Wo sind die Katzen? where the cats are <laughs> where are the cats those in the cats means where are the cats and it's a title in German yeah uh, not Estonian so it was a little unusual to see this popping up but um, it was a little unusual all around wasn't it, <laughs> it ha- so I get annoyed at novelty acts and joke acts and and things which don't quite I think oh you've got no place at Eurovision area I get very purist about it sometimes but something about the way in which this was executed made me think I could I could stand that at you I could actually get behind that and like it I don't I don't know sometimes the comedy lands just right and for me this did but sometimes the comedy lands very wrong yeah. and for me Estonia's Let or Svet from 2008 is an example of the human not landing at all. Uh, they were three locally known artists who were um, comedians on a radio show and they were put up for Eurovision in that kind of like, oh, isn't Eurovision so crazy type yeah, vibe. Exactly. Um, whereas I think something like Voice in the Cats and it was, it is it, bonkers, it's absolutely bonkers, but there's something about it that's quite endearing. The lead singer, uh, it's difficult to describe really the full extent of what's going on on stage. I've tried though, Monty. Oh, have you? Yeah, I think I've got it in one <laughs> sentence, okay? Here we go. Kinky Alice in Wonderland meets J-pop inspired sex club. There you are then. <laughs> I think that's quite accurate. <laughs> that's very accurate, actually. <laughs> and yet there's also more going on on yeah. stage as well. There's, uh, it's, it's quite... Yeah, the lead singer is wearing a kind of sort of... Um, like a, a PVC Alice in Wonderland outfit. Yeah. <laughs> so if that's not um, if that's not mixing some messages, I'm not sure what yeah, it is. Let's not talk about Alice's hole. <laughs> <laughs> Can we say that? Can we say that? Oh, we've said it. Okay, we've said it. We've said it. We might have to have an explicit rating Maybe. for that on the podcast. Um, this is ju- this is fun. It's a lot of fun it to was. watch. It's crazy on stage, but it is a lot of fun. Um, so do check out the full performance of uh, Voice in the Cats. It is a little treat for the ears. But which one of these songs is going to be our Estonian cherry? So Matt, what has made the cut for Estonia? Our choice... Our cherry pick. And I should, can we just say, yeah. this was really, this was tough. There was a, there, there was, there could have gone in two directions with this. Yeah, it um, depends how you, what, 
logic you applied mm. and what yeah resonated so there was yeah we could have gone with anything really there's mm. a few but we have decided that Sandra Nurm Salu yes with Suvi de Poo Sony de Poo Sony de Poo um, is our cherry for <laughs> for Estonia yeah that traditional yeah love the fringe Absolutely, All about the absolutely. <laughs> so Sandra, who has been to Eurovision before and came six, has been given a second chance at second cherry this year. So let's have a, another quick blast of the song. So that's Sandra Nomsalo with Sovidi Poo, Sony the Poo. Uh, no, it actually translates as the Tree of Wishes. And uh, that's going to be our Estonian cherry for this year. So you can see that and you can see all of the songs that we've selected so far. We're adding to the 2009 Selected Songs page on the website, which is secondcherry.vision. Uh, and where you can also listen to the podcast and you can subscribe on all of the usual podcast platforms yes so what have we got coming up next week well it's a biggie actually in terms of eurovision uh, awareness of uh, national finals and we're gonna do sweden sweden yes the melody festival oh it's a big one isn't it, it we've, is we've held one. it back a little bit but here we are we're gonna we're gonna do sweden we're gonna delve right in there so just a couple of items actually I want to point out in the next week so we're listening to this on Monday this Saturday is Eurovision choir contest or choir of the what is it choir <laughs> I don't know the actual branding says Eurovision and I don't quite understand oh. that but um, it's, it's Eurovision it's a choir but actually last year was actually quite good I might watch it so if anyone else is interested in the Eurovision family of events than the choir competition. What is it called, Monty? Can you do is a little Google? Eurovision Choir of the Year. Yeah, Choir of the Year. I thought it was. It yes. sounded like a mix and... Yeah, so, Choir of the Year. Eurovision Choir of the Year. Oh, is it? It's just... No, it's just called Eurovision Choir, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. But the branding looks like it says Eurovision. Oh, it does. <laughs> it does. <laughs> it's just got it up here, yes. Eurovision. Um, oh, it's talking of Sweden. It's going to be held in Jotobor. It is. In Gothenburg. <clears throat> it is. So, um, oh, I don't know, we'll maybe talk about that next time. And then next week, not this Friday, but the Friday after, if you're UK-based, I think I think most of the Second Cherry team, we're going to be at the next Eurofest, which is the Eurovision night at the Royal Vauxhall Tavern yes. in London. It'll be good, if I think, if there's going to be a few of us. Yeah, coming down. be a few of us there. Say hi. Pop over, yeah. I think it's... Talking of Sweden, I think it's Anna Bergendahl at Eurofest. So it is indeed. Come down. Yeah. Let's have a drink. Great. So, on that note, we'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.